there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Today is our 51st devotional, and today we're looking at Psalm 22. Uh, we won't read the whole psalm because it takes a little bit of time, uh, but we'll just hone in on just a few of the verses. Um, I've entitled this, My God, My God, Why Hast Thou Forsaken Me? Uh, just because that's how the psalm starts out. And when Christ is on the cross, those are the words that he uses um, to uh, one of the last things that he says. And it causes the people around there, I would imagine, to think about this psalm. They didn't have uh, numbers for their psalms like what we do now. Uh, they would uh, say the first line or the first uh, phrase of the psalm to indicate which psalm that they were talking about, and that's exactly what Christ did on the cross. Uh, but when you look at this psalm, Psalm 22, you get down to verse 16, 17, and 18, and it, it reads this. It says, For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and uh, stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And this is probably the most um, famous or the most quoted part of this is that his hands and his feet were pierced. Uh, and that they parted his garments, they cast lots for his garments. Uh, just the way that he was uh, treated on the cross. I think as we come close to the Christmas season, we need to stop and think about um, not just the baby uh, in the manger, not just the sweet, precious uh, child there in Bethlehem, uh, but we need to think about why he came, what he came to do, and and try to hone in on what's the whole purpose of this. So um, before we even dive into this even more, uh, just want to point out something about Psalm 22, 23, and 24. Uh, Psalm 22, uh, it's talking about the suffering Savior. Psalm 23 is the shepherding Savior. Uh, this is the psalm that we uh, often read at funerals. Uh, when I was a child, there was a man in our church that would give the Sunday school report for our church, and he would always start off uh, with the verse, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, just indicating uh, that was his favorite verse, and that was his favorite chapter in the Bible. So uh, that was just uh, always one of those chapters that we had to memorize in, in school, uh, was talking about how the Lord is our shepherd, but um, he had to be a suffering savior, savior before he could be our shepherding Savior. And then in Psalm 24, it, it talks about the reigning Savior, uh, that he will rule the earth. And if you want to approach him, how do you do it? You've got to do it with clean hands and a pure heart. I've always loved that verse uh, down in, in chapter 24, Psalm 24, where it says that uh, who may ascend unto his, 
his throne, they that have clean hands and a pure heart. Uh, none of us can have clean hands and pure heart without his sacrifice, without what he did back in Psalm 22. So uh, as we stop and think about this just a little bit, um, one of the things that I have uh, had people talk to me about and uh, just raise questions about when I'm out witnessing, and especially the Muslims, uh, they will say, well, Jesus could not be God because look at how he addresses God on the cross. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and on one hand, I, I agree with them. I see where they're coming from. Uh, it doesn't make sense for us as Western thinkers, uh, one person addressing another person. How can they be the same? Uh, but in the Trinity, uh, that's totally different. And being a part of the Trinity, they are three persons with one essence. And uh, there's just nothing to compare with the Trinity. We can uh, look at the Trinity and we can see glimpses of it in different areas. Uh, the egg is one of those, the apple. Uh, I know the, uh, the clover, the three-leaf clover has been used as an example of the Trinity. Uh, but nothing really does it justice. Everything breaks down uh, and falls short of the Trinity. Uh, but Jesus being 100% uh, God and 100% man, in his humanity, he cries out, My God, my God, why hast thou, hast thou forsaken me? Uh, he was depending on his Father and the Spirit to sustain his uh, him through this this time. And, and when you look at how his uh, hands and feet were pierced, uh, it's just ghastly what they did. And, and one of the things that is interesting about this, uh, people will say, well, um, this wasn't Jesus. This is talking about David. But back in the time of David, they didn't have this type of uh, ghastly uh, torture when you go to put somebody to death. That did not come along until the Romans. And, and uh, it's interesting when you start studying it out through history. And we won't go into a long study, but you can see back into the Persian Empire that they would uh, put somebody up on a, uh, a stake or a cross. They would uh, pierce them. They would run them through and just set it up. Uh, and that's what it appears they did to uh, Haman, but uh, then the Greeks kind of got it a little bit better, and then the Romans just perfected this to where they would bring a person as close to death as they could get them and just keep them there as long as they could keep them there uh, so that it would be a deterrent to anyone else thinking about uh, opposing them as a government system. And this is what our Savior went through, his hands and his feet uh, were pierced. Uh, verse 14 talks about all of his bones being out of joint, and that's exactly what happened when a person was put on the cross. Uh, they would drop that into place, and it would just pop everything out of joint and, and make it harder uh, for a person to breathe, uh, and it would make it where the heart would oftentimes explode or uh, just it, it couldn't function anymore because uh, the just the way the blood was and everything. It, it's just ghastly when you start looking at 
what Christ went through for us. And this form of death just was not perfected uh, at the time of David. It had to, uh, again, we, we talk about this, we talked about it a Last week, that Christ came in the fullness of time. He waited until uh, we had perfected our way of torturing someone, and he used that to redeem us. What an amazing God to, to use the worst of humanity to redeem humanity. That's just an amazing thought to think of. Uh, but as we get ready to close, I want us to, th to stop and think, why did he do this? Did he do it just to be an example to us? No, that's not it. Did he do it just because he uh, wanted to just show how great he was? That might be part of it, but he did this to take away our sins, to pay the price for our sins. And when we see the cross, we should see how much God hates sin. And when we realize how much God hates sin, why our sin is so uh, abhorrent to him it should make us hate sin as well. Oftentimes, we don't think about these things when we start to sin. We don't think about the people that are hurt, the way that we're hurt, uh, and the way that it hurts God. We just don't think about these things. We only think about what we want and how we can get that right now. I remember uh, as a young adult uh, working with children uh, there at the Christian school where we, where we grew up, um, my brother taught there, and he was the principal there, and he would often say uh, that little kids, they want what they want, and they don't care what they have to do to get it. And, and that reminds me of all of us. We just want what we want, and that's the definition of sin almost. It just uh, having to have what you want uh regardless of how it affects anyone. And that's why Christ had to die on the cross, is because of our selfishness and because of our pride of saying, I did wrong here. Uh, and when we look at the cross, when we look at the way Christ came and, and the way that he lived his life and suffered at the end, uh, it should force us to hate our sin to repent of it and to turn to him and to follow him. And then we can come to Psalm 23 and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, making that conscious decision that he is all we need. So I hope that's a blessing to you and I hope that's a help to you today. Uh, until tomorrow, auf Wiederhören.